whenever I go in to do a course, my expectations are very high. And the reason they're very high is because the courses that I do are very public. So as a result of that, I expect the education part to be at the highest possible level because other coaches are learning this stuff too. So if we're thinking about putting education out there for the mass coaching population, it has to be at such a high level that it improves the overall coaching level and the coaching standard. So when I decided to pay around 500 euros to do the Barcelona course, my expectations were very, very high. And I got to be honest, I got some mixed results. Prepare for a soccer coaching revolution. Come with me on a journey to discover the latest methods, techniques, and tactics that will transform you into a more effective coach, player, or soccer parent. Whether you're a seasoned coach or a beginner, growth never stops. I'm Sagat Rabinovich, and this is Soccer Coaching Mastermind. Well, Happy New Year. Let's start off with that. Um, I have to apologize because I haven't put out a show in a while. And that is because I was sick for kind of the week before Christmas. So I was recovering from that. And then uh, the next week, I went on vacation. So uh, I've been gone. I've been sick. And now I'm back. It's a new year. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. Went to Miami, had a really good time. Uh, went with one of my coaches. It was a lot of fun to just kind of reset, get away, and start the year off uh, just getting back into myself. And I think I'm very guilty of thinking that I don't need a break. Very, very guilty of that until I actually get a break and see how soothing it is um, and how much I needed it. My life is soccer, um, everything that I do, uh, from the business to the podcast to you know what I consume in social media, uh, other podcasts, so to just kind of take a full soccer break and uh, go somewhere where I don't have to think about the academy, uh, the podcast, uh, coaching in general, and just kind of reset my mind was really great. Now, having said that, there is no vacation without soccer. That just doesn't exist in my world. But um, it's more playing, right? When I go on vacation, I really love the international uh, presence wherever I'm at. Last year, I went to Punta Cana. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of people from England. uh, So always played soccer there. And this past winter break was the exact same. I went to Miami, met some cool uh, uh, young soccer players. And uh, with me and my coach being there, we ended up playing and it was a lot of fun. Um, Two kids from England, uh, from Liverpool, and one from Italy. So uh, it was a lot of fun. We played some soccer and uh, it was just a really good time. Uh, The other thing that was really unique about uh, this trip because I went with my coach, I had someone with me who, whenever I said, let's go juggle, let's go play, or whenever he said that, the other person was like, yeah, let's go. Um, and I've never really had that, you know, especially when I went with my family or other friends. 
So it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had some really good food uh, down in Miami Beach. Uh, if you're looking for recommendations, please ask. We went on a really cool uh, day excursion, I guess you can call it that, to a fruit farm. And that was one of the highlights of the trip as well. So uh, ready to reset, ready to play. And even before our first session, which is happening tonight, we had games this weekend. So uh, let's talk about that. And then we'll get into the main part of the show, which is me going through the Barcelona course that I did over the past three months. I'm not really done, but I think I've done enough to talk about it. And I'll talk about what I'm not done and this and that. Uh, and then I'll give you some feedback probably of the last part of the course, maybe even next week. Uh, just depends when I do it. But this weekend we had uh, all of our teams play except for one. Our oldest team, our 2010s didn't play, but every other age group did. Now, I really don't like that. I really don't like that the first weekend back from New Year's, we have games. And I don't think it should be scheduled as such. Like we had players, for example, our 2012 team, four players were away, right? So it was basically a 2013 team playing up. The only two teams that were really there were the 2014s and 2015s. And they played really well, I thought. The 2015s played a really good first half. Um, and then we switched our goalkeeper. And whenever I don't have a goalkeeper, it just doesn't work out because we reset and keep possession. So struggled a little bit in that second half. And we put someone in goal who really didn't know how to play the position at all, um, which is fine. Um, but... We struggled there. Our 2014s did really well, uh, played against a tough team who uh, notoriously, you know, play players um, who shouldn't be there on the field. And I caught them on it because uh, I knew that was going to happen. So I asked for their, uh, what's it called, uh, their their roster, uh, checked it. And obviously two to three players weren't there. So um, these guys do this all the time. And I just don't really see the point. Uh, they're really winning focused, um, which is just not not what you should be doing at the youngest age group. Uh, so played them, uh, still played really, really well. Uh, we had a really great goal where we actually built from the back uh, and then scored. And those are the goals that I absolutely love. Uh, and that's on our Instagram page uh, with the 2014s. Um, also with the VO, which I love, they're really getting into the analytical part of the game to the point where they have so much data that you can use for the game that I've actually started posting that on Instagram. And I think there's also a conversation there between you know uh, technology and stats and playing. But I think as long as you don't really let that take up too much of your kind of coaching ideology and what you're planning, it just kind of provides feedback, which you don't really get. Uh, so that's really been helpful. They have a statistic there, which also shows possession for the past 10 games. So uh, it's really cool. Um, and they have a lot of really cool other stuff. They have shots, passes completed. Um the total number of connected passes, right? So if you connect five passes, then that would be one string of five passes. So they show you what your longest is, how many of those you've had. So it's some really cool stuff and they're just continuing to improve. And I think from all the softwares that I have, they're the ones that consistently 
keep trying to innovate. And that's really what I look for. So if you're looking for a VO, don't have one yet. We have a code that'll give you $200 off um, in the show notes. So feel free to go in, use our code. Please use our code if you're going to get one. Uh, it helps the show grow and it also helps you get $200 off. So thanks VO for sponsoring the show once again. Now, our 2011s had two games back to back. In our first game, we had enough players uh, with one sub. And then our second game, uh, two players had to leave. So we were down a player. And I did something that I don't think I've ever done. Maybe I've done a couple of times. But we played without a goalkeeper. Now, this is 6v6. So if you're playing without a goalkeeper and you lose the ball, it's a goal no matter what. And to be completely honest, that was my favorite game of the weekend. I think the players internally realized that if they lose the ball, they get scored on. And just the ability to keep possession really changed the game. The second half, and I did this on our Zoom call yesterday, which I posted on YouTube again. All of our links are Gladiator Soccer Academy. So if you want to check that out on uh, YouTube and follow us, Gladiator Soccer Academy, you can see our Zoom session. For the first eight minutes, eight minutes of a 25-minute half, okay, the ball barely went into our half. We just kept the ball in their half. And not only that, but... Within eight minutes, we were still tied 1-1 of that second half. Now, we got seven goals scored in the first half, but, you know, of course we did, right? We didn't have a goalkeeper. So I think it took them a half to kind of realize that. And I think my uh, speech at halftime also helped, you know, the understanding of, listen, if we lose this ball, okay, first of all, we got to get it back right away. And second of all, we just can't lose it. We can't. And you saw that shift in that second half, and it was incredible. The other team couldn't get into our half. Like, they just couldn't. We had some individual 1v1 mistakes of kind of jumping in on defense or not marking our player properly. But I love it because it really elevates the mistake, right? And not only does it elevate the mistake of... You know, if that attacker comes at you and beats you with a good run, then they get scored on. But what I really like is usually when you score, there is such there is such a big energy boost for your team. But what ended up happening was because we didn't have a goalkeeper the goals that they scored didn't really do anything for them. They, It was very anticlimactic. They would score. There would be no cheering from parents. The players would kind of just walk back. And to me, that was incredible because they, they, they couldn't really figure out how to win and how to play against us because once you've scored three goals – on a net without a goalie, you kind of realize, okay, that's just kind of too easy. We should try to do something. But the other team didn't. They didn't try and do anything. We gave them the option of putting one of their players in our goal, which they didn't have to, and they didn't. Uh, But they had about, I would say, 15 players 
right? And it's only six at a time. So, uh, you know, uh, most of them sat the whole game, to be honest, uh, barely got to play. So uh, none of their players wanted to be our goalkeeper, which is fine. But I really liked it. I really had a good time watching that second half. And the parents did too. You know, one of the parents came up to me and said, hey, listen, like, this was my favorite game so far uh, from this whole year, uh, from our whole indoor season. So overall, that was a really good experience. Very interesting. Not something that I want to do uh, every week, but our 2011s don't have a goalkeeper yet. So um, this is something that I really want them to understand. And I think going into next weekend, this is something that they will understand. The ability to say, okay, um, we don't have yet a real goalkeeper, so we can't lose this ball. We just can't. So for the past four months, I've been doing the online Barcelona course. And I'll start off by saying that I had some really high expectations for the course itself. It was very, very expensive. It was very expensive. And it it was 625 euros, which is an insane amount of money. And I justified that by pretty much saying, this is Barcelona. This is stuff I think I need to learn. And let's do it. You know, let's go for it. Um, And I really just wanted to start getting a different type of education. I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but I'm not really happy with the way Ontario soccer runs their education courses. I think they're too long. Um, When I did do the courses, I did have some good experience, but it's not, they don't, it's really turned from a teaching approach to more of a, okay, Let's get a group of coaches together and let's just kind of give them a topic and talk about it and have someone facilitate it. And that's not what I want in my education. I want someone to teach me who knows what they're talking about and gives me a higher level of understanding. And the courses for me through Ontario Soccer are more of a, okay, let's meet other coaches, social and a social environment And then let's get an extra badge type of thing. But with Barcelona, that's not what I wanted. I wanted someone to really go in, tell me what to do, you know, tell me how they play. Tell me the specifics of how to coach, their philosophy, everything I want to know from them. Now, I got some really mixed results Because there is some really good stuff with the course, some really, really, really amazing stuff, but there is stuff that just shocked me of how low quality it was. Again, I'm paying 625 euros for a course, so I'm expecting a lot. Let's get into the specifics because everything but one thing in the course was very underwhelming, very underwhelming. So let's talk about the negatives first so we can end with the positives. (laughs) 
I think that would be the best things. And there is a lot of negatives, a lot, a lot of negatives for a course that's 625 euros. And you expect excellence out of Barcelona. That's just what I expect. So the very first thing is that it's just lazy, I find. Now, let me give you examples. The course itself has two components. There is uh, readings that accompany the the lessons that you do. Um, every single uh, lesson is one month long. So you have a month to complete it and you have three lessons or we can call it three courses. Let's call it that. And within each course, there are four modules, okay? Or around four modules. Now, each module is broken up into four parts usually, sometimes a little bit more. Um, and within each course, there is an activity that you have to do, okay? So that's the breakdown of it. Now, I love the breakdown, okay? It makes sense. Now, like I said, every single course has downloads and you should definitely download the course, but it also has videos. And the videos I had a huge problem with because it is one person sitting on a chair talking in Spanish with English translation. And there's so much wrong with that. There is so much wrong with that. You're paying 625, and I'm going to keep saying this over and over again, euros for a person to sit on a chair. And it's not even a chair. It's, it's a bar stool. And he's talking at you, not in your native language. So the translation, and I know from listening to Bielsa, uh, he had a whole um, kind of presentation that you can find on the internet. It doesn't match up. The translations don't really match up. You need interpretation. You need uh, someone to go in and really kind of say, okay, this is what we mean by this, which is the interpretation, but also go into more detail. So for someone to sit there in Spanish, so I have to read, and then sometimes you've got, uh, you've got like slides that come up, so I have to pause it so that I can read the readings, it's just not good enough for what I'm paying for. And that was a huge problem. On top of that, I wanna see examples. I wanna see a coach writing. I wanna see him using tactic boards. I wanna see, I wanna see those types of interactions, right? Not just someone sitting on a stool talking to me. So, that was that was terrible. I'll say that. That was terrible. Now, the activities are fine. Um, there's some really good things that they're asking for. Um, I, I really didn't mind it. I don't know how the grading works. There is a rubric there um, that they have. I don't know how well they follow it. I don't know if they just go in and say, done, whatever. I don't know if there's someone that actually reviews every single one I, I i can't tell you that i don't know um but the activities were fine the readings for me uh let's talk about 
the images in the readings because again it's just it's so lazy they do have some activities let's call them activities because they're not full session plans so they're activities and those are usually those are really in the last course that i did so i did the uh let me find the name of it it's it's the basic one um that's the one that i did uh so I, i did the basic course which is the the kind of the introductory course to it so there wasn't a lot of until you got to the end it's called the introductory level it's the barca coach academy introductory level that's the one that i did so the images that they had of sessions they are essentially do you remember word in 98 where you could kind of draw but all you had was like circles and squares that's what it is that that's what it is now the frustrating part is that they give you access during this during this to a session planner but they don't use it themselves they just kind of use this like it, it really just looks like someone was on word and was like i'll take a circle i'll take a little square or i'll take two ovals and make a person um or three ovals and make a person like it's just it, it it's not it's lazy um and that was again really frustrating to see when you pay so much money and you're expecting excellence because it is barcelona and you get this underwhelming thing after thing it just takes the experience and really makes it frustrating <laughs> um and yeah that that was my overall negative experience with it and it's a lot because it's most of the course right other than the actual text of the reading which i haven't talked about yet the overall experience uh the website itself and the the portal i guess we could call it a portal is very hard to navigate and it really consistently doesn't work (laughs) and what i mean by that is you have to go back to the beginning to get access every single time so if i'm in the middle of a course and i'm in the middle of a module and i want to just quickly go to a different module i can't do that i gotta go back to the very beginning click start and then go through the process and it's just not it's not easy to use um it's frustrating um also just the navigation of the theory of how they do the course is you go in there's like this quiz that you start out with in every class in in every uh new course uh you just go through it to kind of see what you know which i love but it's at the very bottom it's hard to find um and you got to remember to do it every time and someone sends you an email to kind of remind you to do it so it's just it's not good enough i think the best analogy i can make for this is because everyone's seen this as a coach you have a player and the player has so much potential but every single practice they just come in and they talk and they don't listen and in your mind you're like this could be so good that player could be so good this course could be so good if done right 
but it's just not. So I've talked about all the negatives, which are a lot, but let's talk about the positive. Um, and the positive is just one positive. Um, and I said that the right way. The content is great. It's, it's really good content. Um, it is. But again, kind of. Um, they, my favorite were the last two. So they do, they do go into philosophy, this and that, and, and really everything that you need to know about Barcelona. And, and they kind of give you a really good introduction to it. But the last part was my favorite. It really goes into how to coach. But that was the last course, and that was like the last module. So there was really one module. So if we think there were three courses, there's about four modules in each course. That's 12. Only, I would say, 10 and 11 have sessions. So I really wanted to get in there to really learn that, uh, the sessions. Um, But it, it was just kind of the last two. But that content is really, really good and really valuable, I think. Um, the words on the page are great. Let me say that. Uh, there's a lot of good things for coaches that are new. Um, now, a lot of it I personally didn't find helpful. Uh, things like periodization doesn't really apply to rep coaches. Uh, you're not... I... I don't think you should be doing periodization if your team is training three times a week and they're 12 years old. Uh, periodization, in my opinion, is more for uh, if you're working every day of the week with students. If you're a high school coach, university coach, and you're working every single day. I know they do that in the States. They don't do that here in Canada, uh, the high school coaches. But in the States, I know they do uh, every day when it's soccer season. So that's really good content. A lot of it was 11 v 11, which again, um, not really my expertise. Uh, so it was interesting, but for me, the content was still really good, but the last two was fantastic for me. Exactly what I wanted to know. And I'll be honest, I think moving forward, I'm going to be doing a lot of shows about this kind of stuff. There are some really interesting, uh, distinctions between things that I didn't even know existed. For example, I just thought Rondos, you know, and, and that couldn't be further further from the truth. Um, there's uh, different, not types of Rondos, but things that they don't even consider. They don't call them Rondos, right? There's things like position games, right? And I would just call a position game a Rondo, uh, but that's not even close, right? So they have a lot of different distinctions that way. So um I'm really excited to get into that. Uh, I'm going to be exploring that within our academy a lot more. These are things that I've already done uh, within our sessions. We do a lot of position games. But, and another thing they call situation games. So we do a lot of those along with rondos. But there is a way to deliver them in the right order. So these are going to be things that I'm going to be talking a lot about. Um, just other ideas that I got from the course as well. But, you know, my recommendation to you, listen, if you've got 625 euros, extra euros just lying around and you're like, hey, let's go, uh, do it, you know. Uh, But understand that you're not paying for anything other than the content. Uh, That's it. 
um, just the words on the page. Everything else will be frustrating um, and, and you're not going to like it. Now, I think I'm underselling it to the point where if you actually do it, I think you'll be like, okay, fine. Uh, you'll be okay with it. Um, but I was very frustrated paying that much money for it. But this is something that I want to continue to do. I'm going to find more courses out there that I want to do. Um, and I'll give you some feedback. I know IX has a course, I think. I think that might be the next one that I do. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I'm going to start finding these types of courses. Uh, and just when I do them, I'll go through it with you. And hopefully I can save you some money, can save you some time. Um, and I'm going to be talking about what's going on in the course anyway and what I found important in other episodes. So uh, if you just want to save money, just you know, listen to uh, the next couple of podcasts. And uh, yeah, um, that was really my overall experience. This weekend, we're really starting to get into the kind of the groove of the indoor season so for pretty much the rest of the season it's going to be four game weekends which is so much better than what it's been it's been six game weekends and i would come home uh dead uh so it's going to be great uh it's either a morning i think or an after or an evening uh this weekend it'll be an evening uh, and I think two of them are even playing at the same time. So it might just be three games for me. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but it's good to be back. It's good to get into the groove of things again. Uh, and as I'm saying that, there's a giant snowstorm <laughs> here in Canada. So there's always something. But um, I wish you a very happy new year. I wish you a very healthy new year. I wish you a very successful season with you and your team. And... Until next week, enjoy the journey, enjoy the moments, but most importantly, enjoy the game.